This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Today I'm in here with Harry <laughs> Jowsey. How you doing, man? But you know what? I'm actually fucking a little bit foggy. Really? Bro, I targeted strike yesterday. I was in my car. I opened my glove box and I was like, oh shit, a chocolate bar. Okay. I wonder where this has come from. Didn't know I put it in there. But I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to bang this chocolate bar and have a great session, have a sick pump. I go home and then I start to feel fucked up. And I don't, like, I don't smoke weed. I don't do anything like that. So when that hit me, I was like, oh, shit. It was a fucking edible. Oh, no. So yesterday, bro, these, my boys flew in. They're like hyped. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to do these TikToks. Like, fire out content, do all this shit. Right. Bro, I'm just fucking whacked, bro. Like, walking around like a zombie in my house. Like, I don't know what hit me. I legitimately thought that I fucking, I thought someone spiked me. I was right. like, damn. Like, I, I just bought a water at fucking Creation. Like, one of the ladies behind the thing must have spiked me. And I'm now, I'm like numb and like groggy and bro i was asleep for six hours we went to dinner and i was like this is the worst possible thing that could have ever happened to me i was so annoyed see and i feel like so many people who don't smoke weed get Mm -hmm. turned off to weed because they will have an experience like that and just get way too high and my girlfriend is at that level right now i'm fiance sorry where uh she (laughs) she just like one time ate a tiny little piece of an edible and thought it was going to be all good and then instead she got sick as fuck puked everywhere and has not even like hit the blunt sense because now she's convinced that it's gonna be the death of her legit fucking ruined my day and i woke up this morning i'm still foggy i was like this sucks really i I just because obviously i did way too much it's just like if you have one shot you're gonna feel buzz but if you have a whole bottle of vodka you're gonna be absolutely fucking fried well if you liked it you should uh definitely check out these 2020 (laughs) futuristic gummy strips because we absolutely (laughs) adore them around here my friend <laughs> they look strong as fuck. If you wanted to try a more moderate amount, maybe you could like rip off a piece of one of those strips yeah. instead of just going for the whole chocolate bar. Yeah, I might have to. But I didn't know, bro. It literally said Hershey's. So I was like, oh, sick. Who put this here? Mm. But then I remembered I picked up this girl probably like a week ago from this party and she had a goodie bag and she was just putting shit in there. Uh huh. And then I realized it because it, it was like a little sticker beside it that said like this, this uh, weed right. company. Yeah, and I was the, like, ah, oh, it was a fucking... The marketing, they're getting sued crazy for that because they will make the packages just say Skittles. Yeah. And there's no indication that this is not made by Bro, a company I, would, I Skittles. wanted to sue yesterday. I was so <laughs> fried, but I was legit a zombie. Like, I dribbled on myself. That's how fucked that was. Wow. Yeah, it was I, so bad. I thought this story was going to be about how having a chocolate bar in the glove compartment of your car in L.A. is not a good idea in general because that shit is going to melt everywhere <laughs> yeah. and just fucking coat the inside <laughs> of your shit and your but insurance. It was and, fucked. Yeah. But it wasn't melted? It was like melted, but like it got to a point where it was like a little bit hard now. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was like kind of like a. I feel like however you're living, you probably have your your car like refrigerated, like you have good AC <laughs> for where the car's at. Yeah, that's like the ultimate in luxury where you don't have to have the hot car you get into. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now that I got a yard and I parked my car in the yard, oh, I'm realizing damn. like in the old apartment complex I was in, I was parked in the garage. Yeah. And the car was cool, and that was kind of nice on its own. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, we need to get some shade. Fuck. Damn, bro. So, What's know, good with you? What's you, happening? I don't know. Life's good. Yeah? Can't complain. Doing a shitload of interviews. Uh, we're launching the Patreon in a couple days. So, Damn. You know, a couple, couple good things going on. That's sick. That's what exciting. about you? I don't know, bro. Just um, trying to keep the wheels moving, to be honest. I've been uh, diving a little bit headfirst into like uh, like TikTok and stuff like that. So just doing my, doing the most trying to keep the wheels moving uh on this on this train and you have a couple of guys with you who are on yeah. the new season of too hot to handle yeah. were you guys already friends or did you just somehow is this like you all become friends automatically um no nah, so it's like i just for me i love watching other people win i hate that mentality of like there's mm. not enough success or there's not this or that like i manifest crazy and i love that mentality of like abundance and there's so much to give and get and i find for me personally, it is selfish because the more I give out, the more I get. Mm. So I love seeing like these guys win or I love like 
because I went like we had no idea how big the show was going to be last year in quarantine. Like we had mm. no clue what was going to happen. Because a lot of reality shows end up hitting like a very small audience, yeah. so it must have been kind of weird for that one to become so big. Huh? And it was also Netflix is one of their first ever reality shows, right? So it fucking slapped, and it was the craziest thing. And I remember I was explaining to the boys like I just remember being in that moment and going fuck i wish i could talk to someone who's been here before or what mm. i wish i could know who to trust or what to do because i was like like pretty much i just moved to america i was with my best friend and we're in this shitty little apartment and we're, i was just trying to figure out what the fuck to do who to trust who to go out with and especially like la it's a very like you know like dog eat dog world mm. so i was like seeing these guys like about to come into kind of you know a similar situation i was like fuck like what can i do to give them knowledge and like try and push them in a direction so i'm like posting them doing what i can to help give them some guidance and stuff like that but they're fucking crushing it they're right. about to be huge bro definitely it's crazy yeah so oh that's so crazy though that you were like filming that show the whole time and you really didn't know like what effect it was going to have on your life because now we see it and we kind of take it for granted like you should have just known the whole time that this was going to be that big of a thing for you Bro, like, like we could not have predicted. It was the number one show in the world for like two weeks. Wow. I had no idea, especially in quarantine. Like, who the fuck would have mm. guessed that this show would have come out while everyone was at home? Right. It was a crazy shit, bro. It was wild. Was there a part of you, and I really don't mean to be rude when I say this, but yeah. was there a part of you that when you showed up, you were like, I wish I had gone a little harder in the gym leading up to this? Because oh. you're, you're in great shape, but... It was bro. like everybody else who was there, like all the dudes were like a little bit more chiseled. And I was like, damn, bro. if Harry had, had like two weeks hard training, he could have been really, really flexing out. But looking back, I would have done trend <laughs> straight up. I would have just gone and <laughs> fucking juiced out of my mind, bro, because they were big boys. Like, I, know. I, I went, bro, looking at this season as well, I'll say to them, I was like, right. damn, I'm fucking glad I'm not on that cast. Like, <sighs> it's some big boys, bro. It's like, it's, it's so intimidating. So I was, when I was there, I was like, damn, I really wish I just fucking tried a little bit harder or like had them mentality that i have now but then again i look back at that shit and i was like how can i level up and not be a skinny little skinny fat piece of shit right and yeah. i mean you did you did win the whole thing right and you and you scored arguably the hottest girl in the whole thing so i mean <laughs> apparently that the the body fat percentage doesn't define you yeah i guess it's just all like confidence and personality definitely so you yeah. really going into that you didn't know anything about what this was going to be like bro no clue like we got so the for the the whole casting process was literally like asking how many girls you slept with this week right what's your body count like what are you doing at a bar like how do you pick up girls so i'm legitimately thinking i'm about to go on this just fucking massive sex like orgy show <laughs> like just bro i went in like throbbing like pissing pre-cum that's how excited i was to get on this show right we went in and i see the hottest girl i've ever seen in my life everyone around me is just bad as fuck we're drinking we're having a good time and then when this when the rules got dropped they cut it out, but I was crying, bro. I legit was a mess because really? I was like, you're going to put the hottest person I've ever seen in my entire life in front of me right. and then tell me I can't do what I'm genetically designed to do and that's reproduce with this person. Right. Like I'm, All I want to do is like reproduce I and, and I couldn't. You're crying. I cried, but I was a mess. I've never had to cry because I wasn't going to be able to fuck. <laughs> but I mean, I, I could see it, you know? <laughs> well, I don't know, bro. If you, if you got told that you weren't allowed to have sex for a month though. A month. Yeah. And, and you really couldn't jerk off? No. No. There was just cameras in the bathroom or what? Everywhere, bro. Because yeah. that was the only thing I could think of as like the only way I could survive this is if I was able to just deplete my body of jizz repeatedly yeah. throughout the day. Because also you're just standing around wearing bathing suits. Yeah. There's nowhere for Mr. Happy to go. And and it, also there's like the the challenges and shit that we do, they're legit like you have to tie each other up. Like oh you have to God. learn about someone else's body. Like, bro, you couldn't even put your leg up and like try and jerk one out while you're asleep because the the microphones are so fucking t like toned into where you're at like they mm. legit could i remember seeing some one of the sound guys like whisper into a pillow to test it and he's like oh yeah we got it i was like damn bro like i couldn't even like bro when there was one moment when i got sucked off and i thought we got away with it but i just couldn't stop laughing right like, all night like i was because when i come like i don't know for some reason i just giggle yeah so I, <laughs> i'm like giggling <laughs> in this room full of people and then we just got absolutely fucked and then watch the video back and you could hear it like slipping it up holy shit yeah you gotta just pray to god for a wet dream <laughs> yeah bro honestly that's like the only relief that you can imagine you yeah. used to have wet dreams when you were a kid yeah bro all the time i had a couple of them yeah only no, a couple before i learned to jerk off i i had one where i legit woke up and i was like shaking i was like damn <laughs> that's crazy i was wow. having sex with this famous singer on a piano right it was a, it was a vibe wow it was crazy it was 
Take me back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it come true, but it was crazy in my wow. dorm room. Yeah. So, so, okay, during the process where they're, like, evaluating you and feeling you out, because, like, I was talking to my girl, and she, she was like, you know, like, if they just put me in a house full of random people, like, what are the odds that, like, I'm really going to want to hook up? with? But I'm like, you got to think, like, they're they're curating the people to be hot yep. and not to mention hot, but, like, mega single, mega yeah. flirtatious, mega down to hook up. They're not putting some girl that's going to want to wait fucking three weeks to get into it. Yeah. They're going to pick girls who are actually going to be in the moment right yeah they legit pick the horniest people and also <laughs> you have to realize like you're on a reality dating show so there's also that thing in your head where you're like okay right. well i need to find someone if i want to make this work and if i want to be around for the whole show so like wh what can i do to like try and double down and then obviously when you're getting to know someone you want to have sex like mm. it's human nature so like when that comes into play like there's just there's no way of holding but i would like to see any of my friends try and survive that shit for real you didn't have anybody who gave you any kind of advice going into it no i bro i legitimately thought i was going on like an orgy show like i was <laughs> so ready to just start my fucking porn career by just get my meat out online see, I, got, I was thinking that i was thinking that this is an interesting concept for a show but it would almost be a better show if you guys just everybody gave in and it was just like available on you know only fans and you guys were just all hooking up the whole time yeah i just <laughs> i don't know how well like especially for strangers like yeah. people who haven't had a taste of this life i don't know i feel like that would be a great show i'm pretty sure i did see something like that on pornhub there's definitely like people kind of sort of doing that but like with the production quality oh. of netflix and then just making porn so you really thought you might have a porn career after this if, legitimately if you yeah up? yeah wow yeah because i was bro because again like the whole process was just like asking about sex life mm. what are you doing bed like all this stuff so i was like horned up going in like i was so excited right yeah probably half the girls you meet these days have an only fans though right yeah it's so good <laughs> shout out to that but it's so great because i subscribed before i like i got with them really i have to check oh. it I also have to know what's going on. Like, if, right. are you having sex online? Like, what's happening over here? Like, I need to see the, the I know whole shebang. I'm, I know I'm old school because, like, you know, there was a girl who was around this podcast recently. Mm. Somebody who works for us actually copped the OnlyFans and, like, it hadn't even crossed my mind. And then he cops it and he just, like, pulls me aside. He's like, yo, you see this shit? And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, it didn't even cross my mind to spend the 10 bucks and go check out what she was working you with. You have to, bro. Yeah. It's It's... I don't know. Like I, I just get so excited about when I see that stuff as well because I'm right. like, damn, I want to see how freaky you are. Like, what's going on? Definitely. So I always support the OnlyFans girls. Do you just lie to yourself constantly and think that you're actually capable of getting into a relationship even though you know that this is just not happening? <laughs> no, I try so hard, bro. I try, it, it, it's so difficult in this city because everyone just wants to have sex and have mm. a good time. But, like, yeah, I've been trying a little bit. I just just trying to chew through as many people as i can to find the right one do you feel like because this is how i always felt about myself is that i was just like i would just meet random strippers random girls at the bar and i just yeah. like fall too uh, hard but then like very abruptly it ends like yeah i would just always be the dude who would meet a girl we have a few drinks together all of a sudden i'm telling her my life story i'm eating her out i'm going crazy uh, on her back home damn and then it's just not a real thing like it's just but, i snap out of it the next day i'm you know? the worst when it comes to that because i'll get drunk i'll be like oh, i want to get you pregnant like <laughs> i want to marry you bro there was this girl that i that was like legitimately seeing on new year's mm -hmm. and i was telling her like just please get off birth control. Just please. Like, I'm begging you. Just let's have a kid so I can figure this shit out. And then literally like, a week later, I was like, damn, I never want to see her again. Right. Like, it was so like so up and down. I'm exact same. <sighs> yeah, because one thing you realize is that having a kid is not, like, a really good, like, manifestation of your <laughs> sexual energy. Like, in reality, the pregnancy is kind of, like, inherently, like, not the most sexual time afterwards. And they have the baby. Yeah. Like, they're not really in a super sexual mood for a while. Yeah. It's very, like... Yeah, I have to stop saying that because it's so bad, but especially when I'm drunk. That's why I'm, I'm trying to like slow down my drinking because I legit will try and marry anyone or mm. try and like get everyone pregnant. Like it's just it's the worst. God damn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so recently, yeah. did the Francesca thing become a real thing again? And then now it's not. Yeah, it's, it's difficult, bro, because the relationship has been so much pressure and energy put mm. into it. So she just come up back off a pretty hectic breakup and she was getting a bit of heat online and I know she wasn't doing okay. So I reached out because also the I had like a whole bunch of weird shit happen to me in one day that made me like think about her and I just was, was like, I'm going to squash everything that happened in the past year. I apologize for the stuff I did. Uh -huh. And I was like, I just at the bare minimum just want to be your friend and move forward in this sense. 
Um, but she was like wasn't doing too, too okay. So I went to Mexico to go see her, and it was going to be like complete top secret Navy SEALs mission. Like just wanted to see her, make sure everything was all good, make sure that we can move forward as adults and just be friends at the bare minimum. And then uh, we ended up getting papped at uh, this restaurant, and I was like, damn, I don't. I was like, I asked, I said to her the next day, I was like, damn, I didn't think there's, I didn't realize it was like paparazzi in Cancun. Like, I, that just sucks. I was like a little bit annoyed because when we had so much pressure and eyes on our relationship is when it was like the, the most, like, it was like walking on eggshell, eggshells. Like, it was horrible. Really? Uh, when it was private, it was fun. Like, it was mm. good. We had, had great times together. But when that happened, I was like, oh, we're, we're in for it now. So we may as well just double down. We started posting TikToks, doing all this stuff. And then, uh, I spent my birthday with her and then I come back and she went to Miami and then we just didn't see eye to eye on a couple of things and I tried to handle it privately, but I didn't get the same respect. Really? Yeah. It sucked, bro, but whatever. And I always say like, I always um, have love for that girl and I always want to be there for her. And I told, I always tell her, I was like, look, like I'm always a phone call away, no matter what, like I don't care what's happened between us. Like we still, like our lives change together. I still will always be there for you. Like I still have nothing but love and I look back like fuck all the bad bullshit i look back at the good stuff i'm like damn like that was my best friend for the longest time like this is the person i wanted to marry i would hate to look back and be like that sucks like this happened this is shit like nah i, I will try and keep like good memories on that mm, definitely do you feel yeah. like that flame just sort of like burned so bright like some relationships i think are meant to be like really intense yeah couple month long things but then definitely aren't suited to be a couple of year long things yeah i think like it, you're right like it was very there was a lot of like highs and lows yeah it was very like up and down like a roller coaster like all the time and it definitely was like one of those like couple months other things and where both of us learned so much about where we want to be who we want to be and like the love that we need so i i think it was there was so many lessons that i got out of that and same same goes for frankie um but yeah bro it was just like one of those things that once we tried again for like the fucking third or fourth time, I was like, okay, like mm. we need to just like nip this in the butt. And I, again, like I said to her, I was like, if you ever want to be friends, like I'm always here, like I'm not closing any door, but um, I just know we're better off not being in a relationship. Definitely. It's kind of crazy when you think about it because like you kind of always get viewed through the lens of what you first come in the game doing. Yeah. Like if you come in the game as a rapper, you know, if Lil Nas X tomorrow like is in a movie, it's like yeah. a rapper turned movie star. Like yeah. if I did something crazy tomorrow, it's like podcaster turns into this. For you, yeah. it's kind of funny because everybody came to know of you as like a dater. Yeah, but it's weird because I'm always I was I was telling the boys it's like it sucks because I'm always like any anything I achieve like I got a, a dating app with Mike like mm. anything that I do that's coming out it will always be like Harry Jazzy from Tour to Handle who dated Francesca. It's like bro, like I can't catch a break. Um, I'm always going to be tied to her, which is okay but i would it's it's weird because it's just like i can't really mm. do anything that's gonna pull me away from from that right but i mean you can like that's gotta be kind of like the mission right is to like yeah. figure out how to sort of like rebrand into something that seems like it's gonna have a longer shelf life right because yeah. so many people who are in the position that you're in they try to monetize it for a little while but then yeah. it just kind of falls apart like in your mind like what is the strategy of like what you're building towards for sure i think the, the biggest moment for me was when i got recognized as a tiktoker instead uh -huh. of a oh my god it's harry from tour to handle and okay. now for me i was like oh cool like now i'm getting known like people are just knowing me for just being me instead of harry from this show or whatever but at the moment we're like i'm going real hard on the podcasting as well and pushing uh tiktok because just it's just the most thing that i get the most enjoy enjoyment out at the moment like i love sitting down and having these conversations and like getting to know people but again like uh i think i'm trying to go more down like the hosting route because mm. for me uh, that's where I can see myself being like, maybe it's a host of this show or whatever, but reality TV, like the chaos and the fun is something that's always going to attract me. Mm. Cause like being in a situation where you're competing against other people and like people talking shit about you and you're just like able to get drunk and fuck hot, hot people. is like a good time. Right. So I don't know. I'll never say no to anything, but I'm definitely trying to push down the podcasting route for sure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Definitely. Were you nervous at all when you started doing podcasts? Or like, what was your thought process like leading up to that? I was nervous because like I know how sensitive like the TikTok audience is, and like mm. you could say one thing about one person and they'll take it like out of context and like blow it up. Like people always try and search for like a deeper meaning of what you're saying. It's like no, like I'm just trying to have a have a giggle and like have a good time with the boys and like enjoy it. Like I I caught myself many times just having pure locker room chat like shit that was like not even me i was just being vulgar because i was like feeling their energy just bouncing back and forth and like hyped so that's been the biggest thing for me is just trying to not say shit that's like gonna upset anyone because all my mission at the end of the day is just to make people laugh and like have a good time and like sit down and enjoy like mm. you know the conversations like this do you think your uh, australian sense of humor is sometimes lost in translation to the teeny bopper tiktok audience for sure I, I, <laughs> you call but, a girl a cunt and it just <laughs> goes over badly boy legit like you can't say cunt you can't say anything like, oh like, yeah cunt is not tiktok friendly bro, I'm, gonna no, say, no, no. Yeah, I'm like it's a term of endearment back in australia right. like if you like what's up cunt like that's a good time like people are like, excited but if you sit, call someone mate they're like oh yeah. damn this guy doesn't like me but like right. come to america and i have to be like you have to be like very straight edge like the australian humor like doesn't really fly in like some situations for me and my boys like we think it's hilarious but right. like other people online like oh you probably shouldn't have said that it's crazy because <laughs> australia has such a uh, reputation for being like the craziest most like you know the, these drunk hooligans yeah. or whatever but when you actually are in australia i was shocked by how strict the fucking rules are yeah, I'm not getting in the club because I got tattoos on my face. Yeah, um, I'm not uh, like they, they had the system in the bars where like if you punch somebody in the face, then you get put in a system where all the other bars in town know about you it's and wild, shit. Bro. That kind of blew my mind. Like, yeah, it's so strict. There's like where I'm from uh, in Brisbane. There's this area, uh, and literally you'll see all the boys with, like their neck tattoos and like putting makeup on outside the clubs. <laughs> Like painting their shit, bro. Like all these guys, like fully just have like foundation and everything on because they won't let them in. Because what we have back there is like our bikies are our gangs. Right. So like all the bikies like tatted up and stuff like that. So they, they're like, hey, we're going to limit like fighting because we have, it's like, we have like a lot of people just getting knocked out and killed. Like yeah. a lot of people getting hit from behind. That's why I like they murdered. changed the uh, the time that the bars close from yeah. from like two in the morning to like midnight because like a guy got punched in the face and killed. Bro, so many people get killed. There was actually one, uh, one lad recently in New Zealand and they haven't they haven't done anything about it I think now they're starting to overturn um, some laws and stuff like that in New Zealand because the, bro there'll be people like just walking around they'll just want to fight like it's yeah. it's a it's a weirdest like here in America, America you can't do that because someone will just be like okay cool I'm going to shoot you right. but like in Australia like no one's got guns like no one's got weapons like so people just want to test test their toughness and just try and like beat the fuck out of each other right and it's it's sad bro so i think that's why they're like so strict on that shit but you come to america like no one's gonna try anything because you'll end up you know getting fucking shot right did you uh growing up were you like getting the scraps all the time was that just normal shit bro all the time like it was like i'm surprised my nose is as, as cute as it is because it's been broken <laughs> so many times like go out to the clubs like i remember one time i would just be drunk i'd just like just jab someone and just see what happens and i just end up getting fucking jumped and like, all right sweet that's how my night's gone like People just like just do it, bro. Right. Especially eighteen, you feel invincible. You're just like fuck this, because mm -hmm. that's when you can go out. Like you can be out and about when you're eighteen, especially with your boys, and you're just like fuck, pinging, having a good time, going crazy. Right. I was just uh, getting reminded too of like how crazy it was at the music festivals out there because yeah. you're at a music festival, you don't smell any weed at all, yeah. which that fucking oh damn I almost got that fly uh you don't smell any weed but then meanwhile everybody is rolling their fucking faces Crazy, off bro. like zombies coming out of the woodwork like i, I just i obviously <laughs> you go to coachella or whatever you see plenty of people on drugs but yeah. it's not like that where it feels like everybody is it's fucked fucking up. wild bro it's crazy, crazy. and it, it's weird because in australia there's so many cops and undercover cops right and like to get into a festival you usually have to walk through a lane of police and sniffer dogs and shit like that so once you get in there it's like, to see people so fucking rocked is crazy, right? But Aussies just get amongst it. Like, they're fucking wild. Yeah, they figure it out. It's huh? crazy, bro. Because it's like, all right, one guy explained it to me in terms of uh, Australia. He said there's very high moral character in Australia yeah. in the sense that, like, he said, like, you could leave your bike right here and nobody's going to take it. You could leave it here for fucking three days. Yeah. Which I'm not sure if that's an exaggeration or not, but he's basically saying, like, people just kind of, like, tend to respect each other respect the law or whatever yeah. so it is kind of weird in australia whenever you see something that sort of contradicts that it's weird bro i remember like when i grow growing up my parents would just leave the keys in the car leave the car on go get like go to the bakery like go get a pie like just walk around go get the newspaper mm. it's weird bro like it's it's so different and like no one wears like where i'm from no one wears shoes because they're right on the beach right. it's very relaxed and you come here and like 
everyone's got their shit locked up, like worried about stuff. Like one of my boys had a gun pulled on him just for his watch. Like it's crazy. Really? Yeah, but Australia's just way more relaxed. Just out in Hollywood that happened? Yeah, it was on Melrose. Yeah. Oh, but it wow. was, turns out it was one of his like one of the guys that he grew up with and he's like, Bro, I'm not wearing my watch. And then they found who he was and now he's locked up. So sad, bro. Wow. It's crazy. That's crazy. You haven't had a meat pie since you got out here? No, you guys don't have them. I think there might be a few places that have them, but definitely not with the efficiency that they got them out there. Bro, they're so fucking good. I, <laughs> bro, I, I'm missing it. My boys post on their, on their fucking story like last week of them eating a meat pie. I was like, holy shit. Like, that's just, I miss that shit, bro. It's so good. I knew a dude who had a meat pie shop in like uh, Orange County. Yeah. He like started it. He's like a BMX dude who knew a lot of Australians, Damn. went out there, started a meat pie shop. I'm pretty sure they didn't last and they're closed down. So, bro, it's just, you guys just don't cling onto it. You don't yeah, enjoy it. I don't get that. It's like culture, bro. How could you have anything against that flakiness of the, the oh. pie? You know, it's like you can't just put sweet shit on there. You got to have the meat in there too. Bro, right? it's so good. It gets me so excited, bro. Right. Can't wait to go home. Definitely. Do you, how do you feel, uh, people react to you in your Australianness out here like what, what it feels like Australia is like a mystery to the average American like they just really don't have much <laughs> of a foundation of knowledge of, of what's going on out there bro, I saw some, this TikTok of this guy explaining that Australia is fake I was like bro what the fuck is going on <laughs> like it's just some people just I, I guess they're in their own little worlds but I'm kind of lucky because I can get away with more shit mm. like I can say some like vulgar like wild shit or like do something and people are like, ah, oh, it's okay. Like, he's Australian. Or maybe right. I'm just cheeky. Like, I don't know. Do you think it's kind of, like, bizarre that I'm sure you have girls tell you all the time that they just like your accent? Yeah, And that bro. that's, like, a huge factor in them being attracted to you, right? It's the weirdest thing is, like, <laughs> just the way I talk. Like, I could be saying anything. I had this, I was talking to this Russian girl. She's like, I got no idea what you're saying, but it's turning me on. I'm like, that's enough for me. Right. Like, perfect. Yeah, what is that? Isn't that bizarre? It's crazy. But then again, I also get it when I meet a girl who can't speak English, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, this is crazy. <laughs> okay, but you hear a girl with, like, a typical L.A. accent, does that spark something in your brain? I'm like, ooh, that's hot. Yeah, I get I get a little bit excited. Okay. I'm like, oh, damn. Like, this is, ooh, it sounds like I'm in a movie. That's what I was telling my girl, too, when we were watching Two Out to Handle. I'm like, bro, I can tell you these people are going to fuck each other. They all have accents. Yeah. Like, to each other, they all have accents. It gets me going. That's just that's that's just gonna make it happen i don't know why yeah also something about an english accent really fucking makes me want to cream in my pants really the english <laughs> does it for you yeah bro fuck it. just i feel like proper and professional feels like i'm mm. going like a lawyer's office and like it does they sit me down with like a cup of tea and just want to fucking get their back blown out it's funny because i think to a lot of americans they can't really tell the difference between an english accent and an australian accent no idea bro yeah it's sick <laughs> it's awesome i just have a mix between both of them i was like just pick which one you want right and i'll do it for sure. So when you were growing up, uh, like what, what kind of shit were you like interested in? What kind of kid were you through, through high school and shit before you inevitably entered into this dating circuit? But I was a piece of shit. Really? I was the worst. Yeah, I was legit just the scum of the earth, just wanker, just the worst child. Like wow. I got kicked out of the school that I was in in Australia. I threw like a big riot party, which changed some laws in my state. Like I was the worst, bro. And then my parents were like, okay, you have to go to a different, different country. So I went to school in New Zealand. And then I got kicked out of that school two weeks before I was meant to sit my final exams because I went to the sister college and streaked with my friends. And we thought it was like a chill day, like no one's going to be there. turns out the fucking mayor's there, there's police officers, like it's a whole school assembly. And we're in like pink G-strings and balaclavas. Like, oh, no one's going to realize it's fucking, it's us. But we're all like football players and like tall as shit. And like, oh, it's fucking Harry and the... And the boys, like, and we just got fucked, bro. I had to live in a tent for two weeks. Because of that, they, they made you live in a tent? That well, was the punishment? My, my parents like, we've spent enough money on you. Like, okay. you, you can figure it out. So I went and bought a tent and, like, lived in a park. Holy shit. Yeah. I love how Australia just kind of has to, like, pawn people off to New Zealand <laughs> from time to time. Like, is that, like, accurate? Like, people sort of, like, switch back and forth. Yeah, like, bro. It's weird. Yeah. It's just everyone, everyone's going back and forth all the time. But there's so many New Zealanders that live in Australia now just because the opportunities you know, are more so over in Australia. Right. Yeah. I watched the streamer All In Pav who's, like, a poker player, and he they banned poker in Australia. So, boom, he just moves to New Zealand and just, Damn. like, restarts his whole life. Why do they ban it? Because they can't tax it? Just online. There's all kinds of crazy-ass rules out Stupid, there and shit. Bro. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Madness. Yeah, different. What do you like? Uh, compare the New Zealand mm. experience to the Australian experience. Though, was there like intense culture shock for you making that transition, or is it pretty similar? It was. It was pretty wild because like there's a lot of um, like uh, native culture. So like at school, mm. like we're learning about it. We're doing hakas. Like we're doing our school haka, our house haka. Like it was crazy. It was really like interesting uh, and cool to see. And also like 
rugby is like a religion there mm. like they studied it at school like a lot of the boys that went to my school and now like in the all blacks and like doing really well so it's like a very big uh like culture around rugby and like you're at school you're at the school like you're going to your end goal is to be a rugby player like that's it like that's kind of how people were but i thought i was good at rugby but i was a skinny little fucking twig and i went over there thinking i was good and got my knee busted oh, had to wow. get a reconstruction at 17 because these dudes are just fucking 10 times bigger than me and actually good at sport honestly Whereas, nobody should be playing rugby right like right. it's just so crazy so much fun though oh, but it, it, gets it so looks violent. fun but it just seems like insane like i had a friend a roommate who played rugby for like yeah. all through fucking like after college for years and years he played rugby and i'm just seeing him come home just destroyed but all the lit. time and i'm like how can you continue to justify doing this but dude? it's so violent i fucking love it it's so much fun <laughs> but it's not like hockey hockey's terrifying yeah, but those are like fights that just sort of like go down from here and there. Like it's not like most of the hockey game is dangerous, right? But then like in right. rugby, it's like the brutal. Like we have American <laughs> football, but these guys are dressed like the fucking Terminator. <laughs> They're like RoboCop out there with these suits on. The rugby dudes might as well be fucking naked and just smashing skulls. Bro, it's lit, especially with like especially being in the ruck and shit like that. But especially like the team that I was in was like the really shit team, so people would just fight. So mm. you just watch people just getting pumped and then be like all in. Right. It was sick, bro. It was fun. But yeah, I wasn't very good. I was terrible. I was skinny as fuck. Compare um, dating mm. someone, like going on a first date. To interviewing somebody for the first time because like when i was listening to lana Rhodes one i kind of and I, I know obviously that's your boy's ex our boy's ex but you know is it kind of like like it's kind of like similar right like that so feeling similar, of going bro. on a date with a girl slash doing an interview with a girl it's like you're kind of doing the same thing but i feel like i'm getting good at dating now because of the mm. podcast because you sit down and and you're the whole goal of podcast is like I need to learn about this person and what's going Make on. Make you feel interesting slash yes. really actually pull something interesting out of you. It's yes. like a podcast thing, and that's basically kind of what you're doing on a date. Yeah, bro. Like, I'm a pro data now. Mm. Yeah, I felt bad from that from that Lana interview because I, I went and saw Mike like the next day. He's like, oh, I don't care. But I was like, Ugh, I still feel horrible. But I feel like Lana needed that to talk about what's going on in her world because mm. she's been getting so much hate, bro. It sucks. It sucks to see. Right. And I think like... Her becoming a mother is definitely something that she needs. Like she was so excited, and it's good to to see her like glowing and like hyped about having a kid. Yeah, it's awesome, bro. No, no, I'm definitely super happy for her. Um, that. Yeah, but I, I mean, her and Mike just they weren't made for each other, right? No way, bro. It was like <laughs> that's why I said the Mike as well. I was like, it just seems. It's if it if it seems more toxic than good, then it's probably not the right thing to do. I mean, it's probably not that different from the thing with you and uh, Frankie, where yeah. you know you, you're like there's the mega attraction, there's yeah. like this instinctive like draw, but then at the end of the day, like, are your personalities really gonna mesh that good? Yeah, and also I find that like having like public like public interest in a relationship really fucking twists it, bro. Like, it does, huh? That having the energy, like people was putting their thoughts, like. You'll be out and about, like, yeah, here's, like, someone will come up to you, like, yeah, I hooked up with her, or I did this. And, like, oh, I don't want to hear it. Like, I don't really care about that shit, but, like, I'd rather not hear it, right. you know? It was difficult, bro. I, I, I don't think, like, my next relationship will be public. Like, I'll keep that shit so on lock. But it's crazy because you kind of have, you have to have the choice between dating somebody mm. who you can completely relate to, who yeah. is famous and has that in common with you, <laughs> yeah. or somebody who can't relate at all to what you're going through. It's going to constantly be kind of like lost in translation. They're not yeah. going to understand what you're going through. Like, think about how overwhelming the paparazzi shit is for you with somebody else famous. Yeah. Think about how overwhelming it would be for a girl who has to, like, go work at the mall the next day. That's true, bro. Yeah, it's, it's weird as well because, like, you want to, like, I, I found that it's been difficult because some girls don't know how to deal with attention and uh -huh. i'm like look like i'm not entertaining anyone else like i'm sorry that someone else thinks i'm attractive or this person commented whatever on my photo i don't control that but like understand like online and real world is like different like i'm gonna give you i'm gonna make you feel like tr you should trust me but it's been difficult like i've had a lot of issues in in dating in this in the city but also i guess i'm probably not picking people who are good for me i'm just mm. Like, damn, you look like the best time. Like, let's hang out. I didn't actually know your name until Julia Rose was on here and she just mentioned you and I was just like, Oh, oh is she talking uh, shit? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> She loves to talk shit about me. <laughs> well, I heard her on Logan Paul's shit basically insinuating that you called the paparazzi on oh, bro. you and her. Yeah, I remember that day because I, I went to pick her up. I was like, oh, let's have some food. And then she's like, where should we go? I was like, fuck, I don't know. So we started driving. I was like, oh, I've seen my friends go to this place. So we pulled up 
And then I remember when I first saw the paparazzi and I put my hat down. I was like, fuck, they're here. I was like, take my keys. I went and paid for it. And I ran the other way. But you didn't get that on the video. But I ran the other way. And then she went and got in the car and like drove around and got me. But I was like, I promise you, like I did not call them whatsoever. It was a Hollywood fix. Like He sees me everywhere. He's everywhere. Yeah, he's crazy, bro. I haven't seen him in a few years. But that guy, I mean, we used to see him just constantly everywhere. Yeah, bro. I don't get it. I, and I asked him one time. I was like, bro, how the fuck do you know where we are all the time? He's like, oh, people DM me. Uh, it's wild. Yeah, it's scary because like trying to have a good like little meal with someone or like trying to enjoy it, especially if it's like someone the opposite sex, then you're like fucking tied to them or like connected. Mm. But yeah, shout out to Julia. That was a whole bunch of fun. Did that that <laughs> level of fame kind of like just happen like overnight almost? Like all right. of a sudden when the show comes out, all of a sudden you're just dealing with this shit? It was, it was so bizarre because all the, as what I was trying to explain to these boys is all our episodes dropped at the same time. Like theirs is split up over oh, like two okay. weeks. But it was the craziest thing because it slowly kicked off. Like, all the episodes dropped. Like, we started getting attention. And then probably, like, week two is when it just fucking, like, was, like, roaring to the point where I had to, like, call my friends. Like, please, like, someone give me a Xanax. Like, I'm about to fucking have a meltdown. I have to put my phone down. Because it's crazy. Like, you're just sitting there watching your life change in front of you. Like, and you can't do anything about it. Like, I can't be like, oh, shit. Like, I'm good now. Like, I'm going to go back and live on the farm and just hang out with my mom and the animals. Like, I can't just be like, oh, shit. Like, I'm going to do that. There's now, like millions of people that are like glued in and locked in on what the fuck i'm doing so bro the day i hit a million followers was the day i hit two million it was the craziest feeling like we're having a party like in the Whoa. morning like spraying champagne like this is wild like this is how cool it's gonna be that night bro i go to bed and it's like two million followers i was like what the fuck is going on every single day for a month i was getting two million story views like it was the craziest thing and i didn't know what to do that's why i'm like so glued to these dudes mm. it's because i'm like yo like i remember that feeling and i was like didn't know what was coming and i didn't know like i was so anxious i didn't know where to move or navigate and i'm like i just don't want like good people to have to have that stress or whatever like i want them to be like yo it's fucking like call me at like 3 a.m and be like yo this is what's going on i need a vent dude because like, okay i like sometimes people will be like oh like i just saw that you followed me or whatever and i and then i think in my head i'm like there's so many people that i don't notice that they follow me because even though my account might get like a thousand Instagram followers a day, it's like I'm not going to look through a thousand accounts yeah. per day to see if there's anybody's name I recognize. Getting two million followers in a day Fuck is God. like you just your your account is is useless to you basically because it's going to take you a fucking lifetime to go through even just the most popular people that are messaging you that go to the top of the of the the, uh, the inbox. Like that's just I can't even imagine what that must have been like. But it was. Like, again, like, oh, just overwhelming to the point where, like, I really valued, like, putting my phone down and, like, going and sitting on the roof. Right. And, like, just having a moment and just, like, yo, just real life, virtual, like, just take a step back and, like, come back to earth. Because, bro, like, seeing that shit is just crazy as fuck. Because, like, a lot of people, like, it's gradual over time. Like, you start yeah. to, like, figure out your niche. You figure out what's going on. But, like, reality show is just, like, boom. And then it's just, like, slow, like, gradual, like, chill. Mm. But so it was... It was bizarre, bro. I, I think I've been like very blessed that like I've got really good people around me, and I've I've kept like my same circle, and I've kept like good people around me this whole time that I that I've I can really navigate my way now. Was your attitude at that time though? Was your attitude, I need to lean into this and do shit to go mm. more viral, or like do shit to to make even more news, more headlines, or is your attitude like I'm just gonna fall back and just try to be very scarce right now because this is also overwhelming. I, bro, I tried to do as much as I could. Like, I was like, I need to be seen everywhere. I need to push it as much as possible because I know it's not going to last forever. Mm. I know this attention isn't going to be here forever. What can I do to be seen on TikTok, Instagram, like YouTube? I was trying to push out as much shit as I possibly could uh, to be seen everywhere and then just figure out, like, what worked for me and what didn't. Like, I was posting every single day on Instagram. That shit was difficult. I was posting, like, three or four times a day on TikTok, like, trying to push merch, trying to do this, like waking up. And I, would, I had a rule that I would never say no to anyone. If someone DM me like, yo, this is a TikTok or like Hype House is like, yo, come over. I'll be like, I'm never saying no. Like even if it was like four people in a day, right. I'd drive around everywhere to try and like collab and like keep the wheels moving. Cause I found that a lot of like reality stars just stay in their little bubble and they right. don't really push out like and do anything like different or try and be seen elsewhere. So that's why I went so hard on TikTok or was like trying to meet other 
influences because then I learned shit from them that I wouldn't have figured out because it's just all happening at once like in a month but did it like you know there's a big difference between like your friends and the people who want to do content with you because it's going to benefit their brand at that moment like is that even entering into your head of like how fake some of these relationships clearly are or does it even matter because it's like you're clearly kind of both using you each other in most of these situations you know but it was weird because it, it took me until now to realize that like a lot of people just wanted to be around me because I was so hot for a month mm-hmm. and that was fine. Like I don't mind it and I really don't, don't care because I, I understand like it's the, the name of the game and some people have been around this, this industry for months and years on end. So I get that that's how they, they keep their wheels moving personally. So I wasn't offended by it, but I was like, okay, cool. Like how can we both like benefit and keep it moving? Um, but yeah, but the city, there was a lot of people that kind of like jumped in and, and, and tried to hang out that are, that unfolded me are going quiet now. What's the biggest things that you've uh, been kind of like taken aback by? Like certain things like that that people have done that just seem so incredibly tasteless that have just sort of like struck you as like, I can't believe this is happening to me right now. I think like bro, the, the biggest thing that took me back is like how many people will hook up with other people for money in the city. Really? Like that for me, like seeing like a lot of people not really working or doing anything, but like just and no shade whatsoever whatsoever like it was just interesting to like notice that in this city a lot of people will just do whatever for money like and paint their picture to be something that's like completely different Mm. to what they actually do but i was taking these boys around like a 30 million dollar house today because being in this city and being around people that have achieved so much at so young i'm like i just want you guys to dream bigger because when i come here i was like damn, I want to make $100,000 or I want to do this. And now I'm like, yeah, I want to make 20 million. I want to make 50 million. Or how do I become a billionaire? Because it's so achievable. Like the fact that this dude's like Drake walking this earth right now means that like that shit is so achievable because someone else has done it. Like there's going to be someone that's bigger than Drake in X amount of years or whatever. But yeah, that's how I've been like trying to like change my mentality is like going from how do I make a million dollars to like how do I be bigger and better or like... um, you know, hanging around people who are like making smart investments or like changing the world or doing cool stuff like that. The coolest thing was when I got a call from Bieber and he gave me his time and like wanted to make sure that I was like, okay, mentally, because he called me at the right time when the whole, the, the whole show was happening and everything like that. And like really just said, hey, like not bro, nicest dude on earth. And for me, that was the most humbling thing is like someone who's achieved so much. Wow. Give something that you can't get back. And that's time. He gave it to me. He gave me an hour of his time to make sure I was okay. We we fucking chatted. We had a really good chat. Nicest, sweetest human. I was like, okay, cool. Like that's that's all I needed. Like I could die happy. It's crazy. Did you see that Billy Eilish documentary? No, I haven't watched it. Oh man, what like, happened? You just see like Bieber kind of have that role in her life where he just yeah. he taps in and just sort of like just steps in because she like worshipped him. That was like Damn. her crush when she was like nine years old or whatever. Damn. And he sort of just comes into her life and gives her a lot of assurance and, and works on her with some music and stuff. But, mm. you know, really just kind of seems like he he just instinctively knew that she was going to be going through something that was very similar to what he went through. And yeah. he just wanted to sort of give her some some help and some advice. He's the goat, bro. He's fucking great. I even said to him, I was so embarrassed when I said this because I was nervous. I'm like, damn, I'm talking to the king right here. I was so nervous, but I, I told him, I was like, bro, I cried at your concert in Australia. I was with my best friend. I was like, I promise, like, um, <laughs> I'm straight, but like, I, <laughs> I was crying like a little bitch at your concert. I was so excited. He's like, oh, thanks, bro. He's like, no one really says that, but <laughs> I appreciate it. Wow. But it was crazy. Like, that's the guy right there. Like, I even was saying on our show, like, damn, if there's anyone I would want to be friends with, it's him. Like, he's achieved so much at so young. And for, for that to be possible, like, you just have to dream bigger. For sure. You see that video of him uh, confronting the fran- the fans outside of his apartment? Yeah, bro. That's crazy. And then the lady asked for a Can photo at the hug? end. Yeah, she asked for a photo at the end. I'm like, bro, did you not hear what you yeah. just said? Right there, I just immediately like just felt like a <laughs> lot of sympathy for everything that he must go through. I was yeah. like, fuck, dude. That, that would be sucks. on a different level, man. You have to move so quiet. You can't yeah. trust what's going on around you. It would be such a hectic level of like trust having people like in your circle and you see what it does to some people like when you see like an eminem where like you just haven't seen him outside the house in like two decades or something like he just chooses to completely separate himself from the chance of something like that happening and it kind of seems like a reasonable decision at a certain point because you have so many people just kind of trying to and and like even that is just 
little girls standing outside your house. Yeah. I mean, think about how many people probably have tried to rob Bieber or would try to pull something like that on him if he yeah. didn't have the security around him and shit. Like, the danger that you're in realistically has yeah. got to be fucking overwhelming. Well, you know? even you, bro. I remember watching a podcast where this dude walked in and had a gun to you. Yeah. But you were relaxed, bro. I, I would have I froze. Yeah. The thing that people couldn't see is that there was another guy with a gun pointed at that guy's head, like, behind him. And so that was kind Damn, of were like, you live streaming then as well? Yeah. Damn, dude. That was a weird part that I didn't have to like clip it and put it on my Twitter. It was like 500 people had already put it on Twitter. So I just got Damn. the quote tweet one of them. Did your shit go viral after that? Yeah, I was on like, you know, I was on like Inside Edition, all these news shows and shit. The weird reality of it, though, was that that, that wasn't a real gun. So like then really? I, I immediately like felt like so relieved. But obviously in the moment, I like actually thought this was happening. You but know? you were so calm. I was like, damn, this guy's, this guy's been through some shit. I'm on live stream. <laughs> so I'm not wanting to look like a pussy. So I'm kind of like yeah. in my head, there's like part, <laughs> part of my brain is focused on like, nah, like this has got to be a joke or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Damn, bro. I, I couldn't imagine, man. I probably would just freeze. Yeah. Yeah. But how, how the fuck did this dude get in? Because obviously this place is way more secure. Yeah, they were just like bringing food in into the back of that. That was when we were in the bike shop on Melrose. Right. Which when I think about it now, I'm like, holy fuck, Melrose is so crazy now. So crazy. I could not have fucking be pulling that off right now. But yeah, he just kind of slipped in. Damn, bro. You don't, uh, are, you, are you aspiring to be... Uh, drenched in designer at all times like Austin McBroom are you gonna be rocking mad chains and shit or is that not really you but I made my first like watch big watch purchase the other day or like last month and I'm like ugh like it's not really me like I don't mm. cause I also hang out with a lot of business people and they're like like billionaires dudes that have actually like made it and done shit I'm like uh, like you're not you're just wearing all birds and like very relaxed and like sweat so mm. for me it was like like I was watching, like hanging out with influencers, and they like drip down designer, and like wearing like bust downs and this and that. And I'm like, is it real success? Like I don't know. Like it's just, and also like a lot of people mismatch their designers. Like they'll be wearing like a Gucci top and like Louis bottoms. I'm like that just doesn't work. Like, <laughs> but I can't talk. I got terrible style. But I was just like, yeah, I just, I personally, I don't see myself like going down the route of needing to be like trying to prove something or like having mismatched designer. Yeah, like I. uh Yesterday, I interviewed this uh, record executive, Steve Rifkin, who discovered like Wu Tang and all this shit. And shit. Uh, I, I was wearing basketball shorts, and I was kind of thinking in my head before it started, like, "Fuck, like, am I underdressed? Like, what the fuck is he gonna come in here wearing?" Yeah. And then he comes in; he's worth like half a billion dollars or some shit. He comes in in basketball shorts, and I was yeah, like, perfect. "All right, nice." <laughs> yeah, I'm on the right path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Legit. I, I I don't know, bro. Like, I also like I'm friends with people who just every bit of clothing is designer I'm like just, just bro I shrink every shirt that I have in the washing machine right. so like I'm terrible at this shit so for me to like stress about a $650 shirt it's just like my, ugh, it's just not even worth it yeah just go to boohoo buy it or like wherever go to no jumper and get it get a nice like comfortable hoodie that's how i feel too like can you imagine me coming on here and spending mad money to wear gucci to promote gucci when i could be wearing my own shit to yeah. just tell people to buy my shit or one of my friends clothing companies yeah. there's all kinds of brands bands like all kinds of shit that i would actually like want to rep on my shirt it's yeah it's, the, the designer thing's weird to me and man. the designer shit isn't even comfortable bro yeah. it's it's not comfortable it's not fun you you're the whole time you're wearing it you're stressing if you're gonna spill sauce on it whatever yeah. just get a no jumper hoodie you'll be comfortable i love this guy you can spill sauce on it you can come on it like who cares you can do whatever really <laughs> yeah. use it was whatever you need no i used to think that like i used to look at people's gucci shoes and think like those are badass yeah and then i tried them on I tried on a couple of pairs and i'm like these feel horrible like I would yeah. wear, i'd rather wear any shoe than this they're whack, bro i have 10 pairs of air forces air force ones right they're the best. I'm like, this is all I need. Like, I'll get them. I'll crease them. I'll get them dirty. I'll just chuck them out. And I'll get some new ones. Like, pff, 90 bucks. Random question is popping my head. Do they give you any sort of like advice or any kind of like blueprint to follow in terms of your career after this show? And do they like instruct you on like, are there any like endorsements that are almost like built into it where they just sort of approach everybody at the same time when the show ends? I think they do that with Love Island. Okay. I think Love Island has like their set in like partners and shit like that. We're very blessed with Netflix. Like it's, I guess it's good and bad because they just offer a lot of like support and like counselors and like making because oh, there's a cool. there's a high like there's a pretty high suicide rate for reality TV stars because you have to imagine like it's super hot for a month and then it completely like drops like yeah. if you don't know what you're doing if you don't want to keep the wheels moving because it's like a lot of normal people with normal jobs and their lives change overnight and they're like cool like this is how it's going to be forever and then it isn't right. like you have to keep figuring this shit out but we're very blessed with Netflix because they offer so much support like even two years on I still have people like from the production company from Netflix like 
texting me, like checking in, which is they're not they're not even gonna pay to do it at this point. They're just good people. Like they're just really good people. But there's ne- there was never like any set endorsements or like you have to work with this company, you have to do anything like that. It's just like all right, guys, like go figure it out. Like whatever path you want to take. Like no one's really. And I guess like we're also the like I'm one of the first people from Netflix reality scene. So like I guess they just yeah I guess they just go with the flow. That's why I want to help these guys as much because I know a lot of mistakes that I made and the direction that I wanted to be in, but I couldn't figure it out at that point. So yeah, yeah, it's very it's very good. But um, I guess it's like one of those things that you just have to like let people figure it, figure it out themselves, and then the gold will the gold will rise. I guess it's kind of like. Netflix christened two stars during the pandemic. You and Joe Exotic, right? There's probably more too, but yeah, bro. Joe, what a, he blocked me. <laughs> he, what? He blocked me. What did you? What you say to him? I was hanging out with his um his husband. He come to L.A. and it was me. My we have the same manager, and we all had like dinner and like having a good time. Like literally nothing crazy. Like a couple stories like here and there. There's just like, and I guess he just doesn't appreciate. And I commented on one of his post because he was coming at my manager and i was like he called my manager a piss ant um and i just said laughing faces like oh my god piss ant blocked me what the fuck so this guy is currently married to joe exotic i think so yeah i think they're still married but this guy needs to get over it and realize he's gonna be in jail for a long time yeah i don't know if he's getting out yeah i don't think so i think the trump Trump. pardon didn't work (laughs) after that where do you go yeah but he's pissed he hates me Holy yeah. shit. He probably hates me too because I have publicly said basically that I think Carol Baskin got done dirty in that documentary. Yeah. He's the crazy person. I think she might have some issues, but I, I feel like she, her heart's in the right place. But like if you're, yeah, but I just, I just couldn't imagine owning like that many animals, especially like exotic animals. And like, I feel like you'd have to be a little bit, a little bit crazy. There's no part of you that wants to just retire back to <laughs> Australia and just have, you just live on a kingdom of animals and. Well, that's what we that's what I have back home. Like my mom has like it, she hoards animals, like but she she'll like just collect them to save them. Like she's got two pigs, Buzz and Bella. They just keep having kids. She's got like twelve horses because she'll just rescue like old race horses and put them on the farm. Has like twelve chickens named Margaret, one named Marcel, one named Sheldon. Uh-huh. Um, just yeah, I think like for me that's the lifestyle. But exotic cats in like Florida and that lifestyle. You know, trying to profit off them, yeah. probably not where I'd, I'd see myself going. Do you think about that lifestyle that your mom's living, and does that appeal to you? Do you feel like if you were, you know, married and and done with kind of doing the socialite thing, that you might yeah. end up back there just living a low key life? Yeah, I think Chris Hemsworth, those boys really like paved the way. Like they've come out here, became fucking Thor, smashed it, did their thing, moved back, like have a very like quiet, relaxed life back in Australia. That's definitely how I see things going. Like. Doing my bits out here, having fun, seeing where I want to be, seeing what businesses I can build with the people that I meet, and then going home and sitting down and having my wife and my chickens. Yeah. You think it's an Australian boy summer with you and Kid Leroy coming out? Bro, I met him, bro. He's <laughs> he's he's bro, he's killing it right yeah, now. He's such a nice amazing. kid as well. Yeah. But I would love imagine I'd love to go home with him. Right. Like go back to Australia with him. That, that shit would be fucking crazy. Yeah. Cause I mean, don't you do you think like to a certain extent? At, at, growing up in Australia, do you feel like America was just kind of ignoring your your country growing Bro, up, kind of? Le- legitimately. Because they were, just so you know. Yeah, no, legit, <laughs> that's the thing. Is like, I feel like we're stuck in the 80s back in Australia. Like, right. You come here and like it's like going to Mars. Like It's mm. so different. It's like a different world over here. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, it's always crazy to me that like Americans just don't really seem to have the same appreciation for like England or Australian yeah. culture, even though it's like... To me, it just seems so similar, and like it should. There, <laughs> yeah. there just should clearly be things from each culture that you can appreciate. But yeah, it just yeah. feels like Americans are so self-centered that they just kind of they, they don't even want to hear somebody from like, the other side of America. Never mind the other side of the world. Right, literally, when I first came to America, someone was like, "I've never heard an Australian accent before in her life." She like was recording me because she's like, "I want to listen to this back." I was like, "Bro." Why don't you just watch like an Australian YouTuber or like watch some Australian movies? Like I don't know, like go listen to fucking Hugh Jackman or someone talk about shit. Right? It's, cra- it's crazy, bro. Like a How lot of people my have- country so ignorant. Come I don't on. get it. Come on now. Yeah, it's, it's wild, bro. It's wild. Um, what are you aspiring to kind of do from here? Like, like, are you getting a shitload of offers for other reality shows? And does that seem like that's clearly not the move, or is that like a possibility? I've had a I've had a stack of offers for other reality shows, but it just comes down to like. I've got like a five-year plan and like for me I'm like looking at someone like Ashton Kutcher or like again like Chris Hemsworth or someone in that sense like and follow what blueprint did they do or like how did they make it like because obviously Ashton Kutcher is like big-time investor right now Mm. and like 
he just kind of set himself up to just be chilling for a while for for the rest of his life. So I kind of like All look right. at him and I'm like, do I get into hosting or do I get like go down and do another reality show? Like I think it's inevitable that I'll be on another reality show because I have so much fucking fun on there and I get excited about meeting new people and like being in a hot climate like with hot people. For me, that's exciting. Um, but I don't know, like I'm I'm really enjoying the podcasting right now, but I really want to get into like hosting and like doing like that punked type of vibe. Like I could see myself being like a young Ashton Kutcher and then hopefully acting, but I just can't see myself being serious. You can't see yourself acting. I was I feel like you'd be a really? natural at it. Really? I mean, I don't know anything about acting, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but I just feel I I just feel like it'd be so difficult to try and put on a serious face in the room for like 20 people like with cameras and right. I feel like I just fold under pressure I was just saying that Young Thug has like a big movie role coming out really and that to me is like if you, like I never would have imagined that but then I was thinking I seen Young Thug acting with Gunna on uh, Dave the Lil Dicky show damn and he was pretty it, it worked and I'm like damn anybody could kind of be an actor like I was kind of thought that some of the weirder rappers I know just like wouldn't really fit into that yeah. world. But I feel like if they could do it, you could definitely do it. Yeah, bro. I feel like you have to be very comfortable with being like a little bit weird and like like hectic in front of people. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I don't know. I definitely, I should probably start taking lessons, stuff like that. But it's also hard for a reality star to transition into acting because mm. people look at us and they go, oh, whatever, like you're a reality star. You don't really have a talent or anything like that. You so. already feel like you're kind of like butting heads against that stereotype because I don't feel like people put that on like YouTubers or, or yeah. podcasters so much, but somehow the reality star thing is like people just inherently believe that you're going to have a short career. Yeah, I think like it, I feel like I've been very blessed with like doing podcasts and shit like that is that people get to realize that I'm not like the crazy chaotic piece of shit that I was on the show. Like, because I was also on a show, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to win it. I'm trying to fall in love. I'm trying to not give a fuck about anyone but me and my girl. So, for me, like a show persona, like you only see ten percent of someone's like personality. Whereas like real life, and that's why I've been like doing as many podcasts and like meeting people as possible, as they realize that oh, okay, like I'm not a crazy like fucking lunatic that I was on the show. Like I'm a little bit more relaxed. Uh, in that sense so it's the reality stars definitely don't get a good fucking run it's probably because like Jersey Shore and Geordie Shore and all those mm. shows are pretty fucking wild like they were crazy so people were like oh dumb reality stars dumb young and hot like yeah I remember you know Bondi Beach yeah I mean, I think that's the beach that we were at and I don't know why this just popped right ahead, but there was like there's one part of the beach where there's like a pool at this mm. like hotel, and then like the beach is right there, and it's kind of like the, this weird part where like the beach sort of like meets the pool, and it's very aesthetically pleasing. And yeah. I was just there with a couple of my friends and my girl, and we saw so many Instagram girls take oh. photos at this one little Ice corner. Bugs. Insane, bro. Over and over and over. I was it's like, gorgeous. how many fucking hot girls could there possibly be in this fucking area Australia, of the country? Australia's, Sydney, bro, is just a different different area, bro. Mm. It's crazy. I definitely I feel like I'm going to have to marry an Australian. Do you think so? So it's just gorgeous. They're, they have great personalities and they're a little bit more carefree back home in Australia. Oh, uh, interesting. You know? they're, they're more than happy to leave the house not wearing makeup. Really? But it's nothing against American girls or anything like that, but I found like being at home is... Is where like everyone's a little bit more chilled. Do they strike you as kind of high maintenance out here? Yeah, I think I am getting a little bit. I'm getting a little bit sassy, to be honest. Mm. It's all getting to my head a bit. Really? Yeah, I think I'm a little bit sassy. Like, but are the girls like when you, when you look at like the oh. female behavior out here? Is it kind of like wow you some of the shit that's considered normal compared to where you're from? Yeah, bro. Like, I don't know what it is, but there was like there's this girl I was seeing, and she, bro, legit, like would have. And again, nothing wrong with getting work done to your body but she had like three bbls like it, it was crazy she's she like getting upset that like she was getting like fat here or whatever and, and didn't want to work out just wanted to get surgeries for me like that's just crazy because back home in Australia, it's very rare for people to have like surgeries and again like not trying to shame anyone for doing that stuff like i think it's completely fine i think it's hot yeah but back home in australia like people don't really care so much about it um and people are more than happy to leave the house without makeup on or, or whatever but I guess people also like preparing, you know, you never know who you could see in a street out here. Like you could yeah. meet fucking Leonardo DiCaprio or whoever. But. No, that shit freaks me out though where, you know, I'm not going to lie. I like the BBL thing as well. Mm. Definitely like catches my eye in the club. I'm going to be looking at it, whatever. Yeah. But then like sometimes we're watching a rap video and there'll be 15 girls in the video and every single one of them has the same. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, bro, like. 
does this even matter if you're all doing it? Like, what, yeah. what is this? Like, what is What's becoming of humanity of this? If yeah. everyone has to do the same surgery. It just, it, like, if everyone's doing it, it's just no cool now. Like, yeah, let's right? go to the gym. Let's get some squats in. But that's kind of how I feel when I'm looking at, like, a, you know, they have, like, fitness competitions or whatever. Because I used to pay attention to bodybuilding a little bit when I was super into lifting weights. And I would yeah. notice that with, like, the women's fitness shit, too. I'm like, you all have the same fake boobs. Like, yeah. they're the same size. You all have them. Yeah. What is this? Honestly, but I love fake titties. But your show is like, the URL is exactly the same. Yeah, so exactly. I'm like, all these girls have the yeah. same boobs. I'm like, oh, see, yeah, it's exactly the same. But I love fake titties. Yeah, too, I'm right? not going to deny it either, but, you know. <laughs> hey, weird world we live in. Yeah. What's going on with Larsa Pippen? Bro, why does everyone think I fucked? Bro? I don't know. Like, I just read that. I'm not Googling <laughs> girls that you've been associated with. And no, I'm like, but, that's pretty epic. But I always, get, I always get hit that every time I'm like on a podcast. So we went to dinner with like six people. Oh, okay. And then... I got in a car to leave with her and her friend, and that was it. Nothing happened. Like, we're really good friends. Like, I'll hit, I'll hit her when I'm in Miami, see what she's up to. Like, she's super sweet. She's such a lovely person. But we we hung out at dinner with six people. We went and got brunch the next day. Nothing. Yeah, everything was was pretty laid back. There's been nothing that's happened there. I think she's gorgeous. Though. I think she's mm. stunning. Fair enough. Yeah. I've always just been trying to figure out like <laughs> what it is about her that drives all these dudes fucking crazy. You don't you, like it? No, I, I think she's pretty and everything. I just hear about a, a, all these rappers like associated with her. I'm like, bro, leave Scotty Pippen's girl alone, man. I yeah. don't understand. I feel bad for Scotty. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> but she's but she's so gorgeous, bro. She's she's lovely. When you have you met her? No. She's so lovely. She's, you should definitely tell her to do this podcast. So that'll be a brilliant yeah. I can idea. text her. You can co-host on. Oh. <laughs> You haven't yeah. had her on yours? No, no, no. That's, that's another great idea. Yeah, if I'll, I were you, I would keep that for myself. Yeah, really? Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll quiz her about our sex life. Mm. She'll deny because we haven't. She <laughs> caught himself right there. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit, we haven't had sex, I promise. <laughs> for sure. So you're not seeing anybody right now? Um, I'm tr- I'm trying to keep it pretty low-key. Like, I, I've been talking to uh, like this person here and there, but... Just trying to find someone that has like the same like motives and drive because I realize that like sex and shit and like hot people in the city it's like fun, but like finding someone who's like driven and like career hungry and like has a good personality is like super rare. Which is not like trying to shit on anyone I'm, mm. I've ever associated with, but um, yeah, I just find that like there's nothing that turns me on than seeing someone with drive and like want to push their career. Was like a lot of people that I've met here like. I don't mind paying for everything, right? But like I've I've seen that that's like kind of the, the the standard here. Yeah, no, definitely. You hear people bring that. Like or we we've had like a few different guys on the podcast recently talking about how in America it's just fucking crazy how mm. girls are obsessed with the sugar daddy <clears throat> thing and they they want to fucking get bags from dudes and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And I'm like, bro, even when I got in a relationship five years ago, I was 100 percent not privy to chicks thinking that that kind of shit was normal like i'm sure it was normal to some segment of society i was just completely ignorant to it you know same bro like when i come out here and i was was seeing this girl who probably had like eight hundred thousand dollars worth of birkins in a fucking in a room bro had like the most insane shit and i said to her i was like i understand if you're gonna live that lifestyle for a couple months, right. make some bread. And, you know, obviously it's mutually beneficial if both people want to do it, like whatever. I was like, I understand if that's the lifestyle you want to run for like a couple months, but by God, just like make some smart investments. So then it's just, you don't have like $800,000 sitting in a fucking cupboard. Like just sell it, go get a house or buy an apartment complex, rent that out. Now you're kind of set forever for, for as long as you want. You've got your, and you can use that to get another house or like start an investment portfolio in that sense. But like sitting in a room, I, and that's why I was like trying to like help her like understand. I was like, look, it looks cool and all. And like, I'm sure you, you know, post about it on Instagram, but like get your posts in and then just sell it. It's crazy because we are under the assumption though that they don't really that they don't want to do this whole lifestyle in the mm. long run. But in yeah. reality, I think a lot of them, it really is fun to them to be yeah. able to take advantage of dudes like that. And like, I don't even say take advantage in like a fucked up way. Yeah. Cause I mean, these dudes are along for the ride. Like they do I, it. I've met like chicks who are like 18, 19 year old, like influencers with millions of followers. And they just, and I kind of like only know this, like through them being honest with my girl, but yeah. like they'll kind of say it around me, but like, they straight up are on these fucking apps and they are hollering at dudes on there and they're getting taken out to expensive dinners and being bought stuff. And to them, it's just fun. Like, oh, I got to hang out with this idiot and he's going to spend $20,000 on wow, me. Wow, bro. 
they just think it's fun. You know some of the people I'm talking about right now. I'll yeah. tell you after. But it's just mind-blowing <laughs> that, like, they get it. They get the game. It's not to, But to me, it's like it's not that different than being a dude who's like, I'm going to sell drugs. I'm going to yeah. do credit card fraud. Like, you're, you're, those are illegal and risky. Yeah. I and mean, these girls aren't even breaking the law. They're just, Here's the thing. Like, also, if I was in... If I was an old, older dude right. and things were a little bit lonely and there was an easy way to like have someone someone young, hot, and sexy that come hang out with me mm. and it was just, you know, buy a bag here or like pay some money here, for sure. Absolutely. It, they're happy. We're happy. So I, we're not shitting on it whatsoever. I just think that it's, it's one of the most eye-opening things like coming to the city and like having an expectation about some influences and then seeing like the harsh truth. Right. And I'm like, wow, you're just like different people. You know what it is? It's just girls realizing their own worth. Yeah. Because absolutely. You Use know, these men. For all this <laughs> all these hundreds of thousands of years, girls were kind of just like fucking like allowing dudes to take advantage yeah, of them take mentally, advantage you of know? Us. Yeah. And now they're take just, my watch. They're just realizing like, oh, my vagina is worth so much. Yeah. I can get you to pay me and I might not even have to fuck you. It's crazy. I mean, hey, give me props, the Chanel bag. Props to them for figuring it yeah, out. Yeah, I I wish. I wish there was I could get a sugar mom like that. You probably could. Really? I think that's what we all assume you and know, Larsa Pippen are doing, right? <laughs> I might ask her. I'd be like, please. Yo, put me on a stipend. <laughs> <laughs> Spoil me, please, Larsa. For sure. <laughs> um, okay. Anybody you want to shout out? Anything we need to know before we uh, wrap this? Um, yeah, I just, uh, my podcast called Tap In. And that's about it. Harry Jazzy everywhere. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's my good to finally meet, meet you. Yeah. Been a big fan for the longest time. Like, it's crazy. Appreciate it. It's wild, bro. I remember watching that podcast. With the gun and like the first, bro, I was saying to your boys, it was like the first ever video that I saw you guys on was when you went to Australia to see Kid Leroy. I was like, who is this kid? Yeah. Who is this no jumper guy? And then I remember like I would see you all over social media, like people freaking out that you were in Australia because we don't really have like right. celebrities or like internet celebrities. It's like there's like a handful and there's like mm. some more people now. But I was like, damn, who the fuck is this? But have you spent much time there since you blew up? I haven't been home in two oh, years, yeah. bro. Okay. It's weird. Yeah. And I know like, it hasn't really hit my mum either because, like, anytime I'm in the local newspaper, she'll freak out. I was like, mum, like... You don't know how bad it yeah, is. I was like, you don't know what's going on on the outside. Like, it's crazy, bro. But, yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. My pleasure, man. Appreciate you. Damn. Harry Jowsey. Legend. Thank no you so Jumper, much. No Jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube and Patreon. Yeah. Swipe up. Like, comment, subscribe. No Jumper.com if you want to support. Appreciate y'all.